DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living through chemistry, presents The Cavalcade of America. Tonight's play, One Way Out, a true story of Korea. Tonight's star, John Lund as Danny Parker. This is a story of the war, and, and yet it isn't a war story. It concerns men and an intangible something called the American way. It begins in November 1950 in the war-torn country of Korea. Begins with a bunch of Marines and a problem. And like all stories of this or any other war, its heart is in the men who fight it. Men like Danny Parker. I'm Danny Parker. I'm alive. Now, just so we understand each other, it's not because I'm lucky and it's not because I'm smart. Paul Marino was lucky. He's dead. Jonesy was smart. He's dead. There's a lot of them in Korea. But like I said, my name is Danny Parker, and I'm alive. It all happened around the end of November, 1950. The first Marines and a bunch of G.I.s from the 7th Infantry were holed up. And when I say hold up, Buster... I mean it. Hey, Danny, I got another one. Congratulations. How many does that leave, Jersey? About 999,999. That commie is a very lousy shot. Don't worry, they got some good ones. You got a cigarette, Jersey? Hey, kid, cigarette. I oh, don't you guys ever carry your own? It's the price you have to pay for being adopted by two veterans of Guadalcanal. Match. I ever tell you about Guadal, kid? Only a thousand times. By the time I get out, it... Hey. Hey, isn't it the Sarge crawling over here? Let's make out like we don't see him. Well, if it ain't the Rover boys. You fellas on a vacation? Sarge, did you bring mail? Now I've heard them all. I was just asking. Comics and kids. How are we going to win this war? I've been wondering about the same thing. How does it look? Snare food, but good. There's 20,000 of us and 100,000 of them, and they're all around us. They could be worse. Spoken like a true hero. Why, thank you, Danny Parker. In case you heroes have overlooked a couple of details, here they are. We're running out of ammo, food, and medicine. In fact, we can hold out less than a week. A lot less. Spoken like a true morale officer. You got any more good news? If I can think of any, I'll come back. No mail, nothing. Don't let it get you, kid. Something will turn up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, relax, kid. Believe me, this is nothing. Back on Guadalcanal, it was different. You're wrong, Jersey. Guadalcanal, Iwo Jima, Korea. The mud all tastes the same. mud tastes the same and the blood is just as red. It's a war. During the day, you shoot at shadows. And at night, you take pot shots at the dark. Most of the time, you just kill time until it's time to be killed. You see, in a shooting war, you worry about your own few feet of dirt. Not what's happening ten miles ahead or fifty miles behind. This is supposed to be headquarters. This is supposed to be a smooth-running organization. 
Where's Tex Carlton? I'm coming, General. I had to find the maps. Never mind the maps. Here's a communique from the first Marines. Listen. Completely surrounded. Enemy forces on all sides intend to keep fighting. Short and sweet? They're depending on the Air Force to come up with a miracle. Can't we blast a hole in enemy lines for breakthrough? We've tried it. They keep pouring in reinforcements. What's our strength on the field? Not so good. 25% casualties, Tex. That's almost 5,000 casualties. And the Marines don't leave their wounded. They'll all go down if we don't come up with something. How about an airlift? There's no airstrip. Where are you going to land a plane? Well, if I fly over, maybe I can spot some flat land. One strip will be enough. Okay. Fly over and take a look. But you've got to come up with something good, something real good. Yes, sir. Because if we don't, there's going to be 20,000 dead Americans. They're almost blue. Put those gloves back on. But they're all wet. Put them back on. I can never remember being so cold. Never. They pushed us back, Danny. Two days ago, we had that hill. Now they got it. Uh, What's so great about that hill? Yeah. What's so great about it? Hey. You hear something? It's a plane over there. Yeah. It's ours. Oh, that looks pretty. Wish I was up there. Seems to be circling. Observation plane. Probably taking pictures. Maybe we're going to be in the movies. Yeah. It's an observation plane, all right. Uh, he won't need pictures. I can tell him how things look. Well, he's going to get knocked down for sure. He's got half of the commies firing at him. I wish he'd brought some of his friends. Hey, he's leaving. What's he got a lonesome? Jersey, you're a bitter man. Ain't I, though? Believe me, Jersey... Any pilot who flies over here just to put a mug like yours on film is bucking for a Section 8. General, Colonel Carlton's here. Good, send him in. Yes, sir. Well, Tex, what did you find? I think we can do it, General. Thinking isn't good enough. We've got to be sure. Okay, sir. We can do it. But we got to do it fast, and they got to help. What about the airstrip? Here, I'll show you on the map. Our forces are grouped here. The enemy's all around. I saw a flat piece of ground that can be cleared for a landing strip uh, here. It isn't too long, but it'll do. All right. The airstrip will be built here. That's right, sir. Then we send out fighter planes, as many as we can get in the air. Yes, sir. We have them blast everything at the north of the strip. Clear out all the enemy opposition for... I'll say a width of 200, 300 yards so that we can fly the ammo and food in. Uh, Yes, sir, but those boxcars can be hit awful easy. Then the fighters will repeat the bombardment at the south end of the airstrip so we can fly the wounded out, clear a path at both ends. You've seen the territory, Tex. What do you think? Well, yes, sir, I have seen a general, and on paper it looks perfect. Yeah. Too bad wars aren't fought on paper. Tell me about Guadalcanal, Jersey. Tell me how hot it was. Kid, don't you want to grow up? You had it coming, Jersey. Mm, I'm surrounded by him. Yeah, you can say that again. That guy is getting awful personal. Got him. Good boy, Danny. Only trouble is, every time you shoot one, three more jump in to take his place. I once read where if the Chinese were placed four abreast and they 
started marching, they'd never end. Did it say they were going to march through Korea? I don't remember. Jersey. Yeah? What are those guys digging? Graves. Ain't you the laughing boy. Hey, Sarge. I'm busy. What do you want? Down there. Right in the middle of the pocket. It's an airstrip. Oh, sure. And the kid here, he ain't really a Marine. He's Lana Turner. So help me. The Air Force is going to fly in ammo and fly out the wounded. When? As soon as it's finished, I guess. Sergeant, did anybody inform the fly boys from the wild blue yonder that in five days we're going to be running right up our own backs? Four days. Hardly give them a chance to enjoy the view. How those engineers got that airstrip finished, I'll never know. But they did it, and the Air Force started coming. Even transports were weaving out of their pattern to sweep the commies for us. Made us feel pretty good to know that we hadn't been forgotten. But then we always had the reassurance that the commies hadn't forgotten us either. In fact, they were getting chummier and chummier. And we weren't the only ones who were worried about holding the airstrip. Get those planes loaded fast. We're doing a good job, Colonel. Oh, thanks, Major. Easy with those wounded. Easy, but fast. How long do you think your men can hold the airstrip? Maybe 36 hours. Is that all? We'll lose the far end of the airstrip by tomorrow night. How many more wounded? Oh, we got 700 lined up. More coming in. All right, Lieutenant, get that plane rolling. We'll get them all out, Major. And then what, Colonel? That's a good question, Major. A real good question. They're pushing and pushing. Yeah. You guys got any ammo? Not much. Sarge! Ammo! I'll see if I can scratch some up. How can they fire so fast in this cold? Hey, we gotta pull back. Where? We're getting cut off. Come on, let's move. <coughs> Kid, Phil. Look, I... I got a hole in my stomach. Kids! They're shooting kids! Shut up! We gotta get them out of here. Call man! Call man! Save your breath, Danny. There are no call men up here. No ammo either. The kid's hurt bad. Well, what do you expect me to do? Me and Jersey want to take the kid back. Get him on one of those planes. How? The commies already got the end of the airstrip. Two, maybe three planes to go. We're four miles from the strip. I hurt, Danny. Now, take it easy, kid. We'll get you back. It's burning, Danny. It's burning hot. I'll never make it. Well, go on. What are you waiting for? Go on. Try it. Okay. Make a stretcher, Jersey. Yeah, sure. How are you, kid? I'm fine, Danny, fine. No, for a while I thought something was wrong with my legs, but they're fine. I I don't feel nothing. We rigged up a stretcher and rolled the kid onto it. It was a long walk and kind of hopeless. We thought we'd give it a try. The commies were still blasting, so we had to crouch low. And a couple of times, we had to hit the dirt. The kid took it. There was nothing else he could do. Trouble? Well, it took us two and a half hours to cover the first mile. Danny, it don't make sense. We'll never get there in time. You got any better suggestions? No, none. And keep walking. It's the cold, Danny. It must be ten below. 
You know something? It's so cold, I'm seeing things. I think I see a jeep. Hey, it is a jeep. Must be an observation post. Come on. Hey, hey, Lieutenant. Yeah, what's the trouble? This your jeep, sir? Yes. I'd like to borrow it. My buddy's shot up, and we're trying to get him evacuated. I'm afraid you're a little late. See down there over to the left? Yes, sir. That's the last plane, and it's loading up fast. But with your jeep... You're welcome to try. There's a walkie-talkie in the back. The call to the field is Black Mary. This is Station Orange. Black Mary, this is Orange. Over. Black Mary here. Over. We got a wounded Marine. We're bringing him in. Hold that plane. I'm afraid you'll never make it. The commies are cutting off the airstrip. Listen, soldier. My buddy shot up, so hold that plane. This is Major Teven. I'm sorry, Major, but hold that plane. I'll check with the Air Force, but I can't promise the thing. Here, Lieutenant. You carry on the conversation. Me and my pals are in a hurry. And thanks for the jeep. Bye. Things all loaded, Colonel. What do you think? Hold it. We'll wait a couple more minutes for that casualty from Station Orange. All right, but the Cummings are shooting holes in the plane right now. Then duck. I told the general I was getting every wounded Marine out of here. There's still one left. One more minute than a calculated risk becomes... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep, yep, here comes the jeep. All right, get this man loaded, quick. I told you we'd make it, kid. Yeah, don't forget the right, Phil. Thanks, fellas. Okay, come on, come on, get him aboard and let's get out of here. Yes, sir. We're all set, Colonel. Clean sheets, clean food, and nurses. Man, think of those nurses. Man, we got other things to think about. Come on. listening to the DuPont Cavalcade of America, starring John Lund. And now, Bill Hamilton speaking for the DuPont Company. You probably think of antifreeze for your car only in cold weather. But all through the heat of last summer, your antifreeze was on its way to you. To make this year's supply of DuPont Zerone and Zerex antifreezes, manufacture began as long ago as last March. Well, why all this haste when the first snowfall was perhaps seven or eight months away. Well, it's to serve you better, so that your dealer will have it when you need it. And also to serve you better, your local Zerone and Zerex dealer has set this week aside as Antifreeze Week to remind you that now is the time to get your car ready for winter before the first freeze jams up the service station. Right now, your dealer is better prepared to give you prompt and thorough inspection service. Among the products that help him service your car better are Zerone and Zerex antifreezes, two of DuPont's better things for better living through chemistry. And now we return to our cavalcade play, One Way Out, starring John Lund.
last plane pulled out, and 15,000 of us gave it one long look and then went back to work. Somehow, someway, the Air Force managed to get 4,690 shot-up guys back home. Frankly, there were a lot of us who wouldn't have minded getting a little round hole in, say, the arm or the leg just so we could have been on that plane. I know it doesn't sound like big hero talk, but nobody's a hero when it's 18 below and the ground is crawling with commies who want to shoot your head off. Well, there was no sense sticking around, so we had an orderly retreat. That's official talk, for we hauled out and hauled out fast. Okay, okay, keep it moving. Close those ranks, Marie. This is no dance. wonder where he learns all those clever sayings. They got a joke book written especially for sergeants. I didn't know sergeants could read. Keep moving, keep moving. Hey, Sarge. Cold enough for you, Danny? You must have memorized the book. What are you talking about, Tracy? Oh, it's a little joke between me and Danny. Well, let me in on it. I can use a laugh. It ain't a laugh kind of a joke. Yeah, figured. You got any idea where we're headed? A place called the Choice Inn Reservoir. Why? You're gonna join up with the eight. They holding the reservoir? Of course not. Well, then why? Because we want to do it the hard way. Keep moving! Keep moving! It was a four-day march to that reservoir, and we had a pack of wild animals nipping at our heels. Animals armed with everything the commies could get to their little friends. We were tired, and we were cold, and we were beat. The only thing that kept us going was the fact that at the end of the march was the reservoir and the 8th Army. Sure, we hated to run, but they had us 5 to 1, and we wanted to even up the fight, make it 4 to 1. So we marched and swore and froze and shot over our shoulders and hoped that we could hold out. Hold out until headquarters could come up with a miracle. Come in. You sent for me, sir? Now sit down, Tex. Thank you, sir. Here's the problem. Those 15,000 guys are marching this way. In 24 hours, they'll arrive here. At the reservoir? Yeah. The 8th is on this side of the reservoir. They're heading to this point. But that won't do any good, sir, because that puts the reservoir between them. Communication says that the commies are right on the heels of the Marines. That's right. But they'll murder them. Our boys won't have one chance in unless, a thousand. Unless we can get them across the reservoir. Now the bridge is out. It's blown into a million pieces. I know. Sir, we got those wounded out. But our planes are shot up, and so are our pilots. There's no place to land, no place to build a strip. We can't airlift them out. I know, so we'll do the next best thing. We'll drop them a bridge. Of course, sir, we'll drop them a... A what? A bridge. Can you get me eight flying boxcars? We haven't got five that'll take off. I need eight. I need them loaded and taking off within 24 hours. 36 at the outside. Loaded with what? Each one will have one span of a bridge. You said those Marines had an engineer company? Yes, sir. Well, we'll drop them a bridge and let them walk across the reservoir. That's all, Colonel. Yes, sir. Me and Jersey were part of an advance guard that first caught sight of the reservoir. It felt like... Well, the first time you kiss your girl after a fight. Then we took another look and saw water. Miles and miles of it and no bridge and no way to circle it. And that felt like the first time you kissed your girl and when you opened your eyes, she was looking over your shoulder at another guy. Oh, we were sick. So sick we wanted to die. Call it marching. Call it dreaming. And then to find it, we got no place to turn. Looks like Sherman was right, huh? He didn't put it strong enough, though. Hey, Danny, you, Jersey. 
There's some hot coffee. You better get some. Okay. Hot coffee. Come on. You talk me into it. Well, it's been a great war, huh, Jersey? While it lasted. Danny. Yeah? You think we got a chance? Not much. Unless we can swim. And there's a lot of miles of water. I ain't gonna surrender, Danny. I ain't gonna do that. You'll do what you're told. Yeah, sure. Hey, Corporal. Where's the coffee? Over on your left, Dogface. Thanks. Oh, I see it. Man, hot coffee. Yeah, no lineup either. Looks like mud. Tastes like mud, too. But hot. Keep moving. <laughs> Always keep moving. Guy gets himself three stripes on his arm and all he thinks is keep moving. Hey, let's flop here, huh? You can see so much snow. Yeah, it's a cold, too. Where I come from, Montana, we have snow. Only it's whiter, cleaner. Smells better, too. In Jersey, we got dirty snow. Say, uh, Jersey, uh, can I see that picture of your sister? Why? I just want to look at it. No, just a second. I... Where did I... It's not in my wallet. In the left pocket. Hey, you're right. How did you... Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it, Jersey. What's the tell? She's a sister. Well, uh, what'd she look like in the morning? Lousy. Oh, you're a great help. You can, uh, keep the picture. Oh, thanks. She ever win a beauty contest, Jersey? Are you nuts with those freckles? I like freckles. Hey, I don't hear any gunfire. Relax, it'll be back. Those guys are out to get us and they ain't gonna give up. I'd vote for her. Yeah, good for you. Hey, Danny. Over there. Over the hill. Planes. Flying boxcars. You think maybe they're going to airlift us out? Unless they can land on water and those things have got wheels. Yeah, but they're circling. See that? They're getting ready for a drop. Yeah, more ammo. I suppose so. A reinforcement. That's something we can use. From that height? Yeah, you're right. They're close to Japan. Maybe big guns. We got guns. We need a way out. Maybe both. There they go. They're opening their bellies. Hey, they're dropping something, Jersey. Something big. Hey, they're not guns, Danny. Look at the size of those chutes. Hey, you think it could be a bridge? Oh, you're out of your mind. Hey, those are, those are spans. Count them. Three, five, six, eight. Those are parts of a bridge. A big bridge. Big enough to stretch across the whole reservoir. Yeah. Brother, when those guys think, they think big. Oh, look at them come down, Jersey. Big enough to walk a whole army across. We're going to get out of here. Well, I hope we get out fast. On account of this side, is starting to get crowded. That bridge came floating right out of heaven. Suddenly, the sun came out, and it got warm, and nobody was cold or tired anymore. We packed up, threw a few rounds into the commies, and walked across the bridge. A few hours later, each one of us bent down and patted the ground on the other side. And then the marching started again. Two full days and nights. And, of course, the sergeant had to pick me in Jersey for an advance guard. After all, if there were any commies up ahead, he didn't want us to miss the fun. Hey, you think this road is mined? Ain't you the optimist? I wonder how long it'll take the commies to build another bridge and run up our backs. Soon enough. Jersey, down. What's wrong? Coming around the bend. 
I caught the glint of a bayonet. The first one is mine. Hold it, Jersey. Who goes there? Soldier, you nearly got your teeth propped with your own serial number. Oh, wise Marine, huh? Say, what are you guys doing around here? We're the first Marines. The first? Say, we're supposed to meet you, Joes. I'm with the 8th Army. Well, here we are, soldier. And very glad to meet the 8th Army. What took you so long? Well, to tell you the truth, it was such a nice day we thought we'd walk. And that's the story. We joined up with the 8th, turned around and let the commies know just what we were doing in Korea. The rest you read in the papers. We won the battle. Not the war yet, but the battle. And me, well, like I said, my name is Danny Parker, and I'm alive. Thanks to John Lund and the Cavalcade players for tonight's story, One Way Out. And now, Bill Hamilton speaking for the DuPont Company. Sometime or other, to ease the discomfort of a cold, you may have rubbed on your chest the sacred incense of the temples of India, prized as a perfume and medicine by the ancient Persians and Babylonians, known to the Emperor Justinian as kafura. In our language, it's camphor. Either pure or as an ingredient of ointments and salves, you pay only a few cents for it, and thereby hangs a tale, as they say. One of the most fascinating stories in all the history of chemical discovery. Camphor, almost all of it, used to come from the island of Formosa. The men who harvested the trees there often lost their lives doing it. They often lost their heads, in fact, for the region was overrun by a savage tribe of headhunters. And then in 1895... Japan won a war against China. The Japanese took Formosa. They had the island's valuable camphor trees all to themselves, and the price went up until it reached nearly $4 a pound. The search for a synthetic camphor that would be steady in supply and price led chemists down a strange trail. The trail led backwards. Backwards from camphor to a substance called pinene. Backwards from pinene to turpentine and backwards from turpentine to the pine stumps dotting farmers' fields in the South. Today, America is completely independent of any foreign source of camphor. The DuPont Company sells it at the present time for about 54 cents a pound, which is a lot better than $4. This is one of the things chemical science does. It helps mankind in the age-old war against scarcity. And by increasing the supply... Chemistry is often able to level out prices. Chest salves for your winter cold and dozens of other things are better and less expensive today because of synthetic camphor, one of the DuPont Company's better things for better living through chemistry. Once again, here's our star, John Lund. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the story. You heard the number of wounded. Figure for yourself how many quarts of plasma were used. Now figure how many more are needed. And tomorrow morning, go to your blood bank. Give to help those who are helping you. For it may be your blood 
that saves the man who is saving your way of life. Tonight's DuPont Cavalcade was written by David Harmon and was based on the article One Way Out by Benjamin Blackman, published by Air Force Magazine. Original music was composed by Arden Cornwell, conducted by Donald Borries. The program was directed by John Zoller. With our star, John Lund, you heard Stotts Cotsworth as Jersey, Dick York as Phil, Dan Ocko as Sarge, Ed Begley as the General, and Larry Blyden as Tex. John Lund can currently be seen in the Universal International picture titled Just Across the Street, in which he is co-starred with Ann Sheridan. This is Cy Harris, reminding you to be with us next week when the DuPont Cavalcade will present The Saga of Jerry O'Brien, the exciting story of a dynamic Irishman who led the men of Maine against a proud British sloop of war with astonishing results. Our star, Dennis O'Keefe. The DuPont Cavalcade of America came to you tonight from the Belasco Theater in New York City and is sponsored by the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living through chemistry. Tonight, hear both Fibber McGee and Molly and Two for the Money on NBC. 